0: Four hours of showtime. Most people think that the ASU show is, you know, we, we have fun and we have laughter and everything, but tonight it's serious. This is where, I'm sure we'll end up having a giggle throughout the show, but this is where these things cannot, and I repeat, cannot be ignored. This is where the people do have to join forces. And of course, when I say joining forces, when I say helping each other, when I say sharing links, when I say promoting pages, when I say sharing the awareness, there's only one co-host I have to have on the show, and that's got to be Kathy. Hi, Kathy. How are you doing?
1: Hi, Sue. I'm wonderful. How are you today? It's been a long one already, hasn't it?
0: <laughs> I'm just going to tell everybody, right, if we sound very calm and collected now, five minutes ago, we were just sharing links like there was no tomorrow, weren't we? We have just literally um, read on Facebook. I don't know if everybody's been catching up with this. And obviously this is about um, people being shot by the police, but we just want to bring everybody's attention to, do you know what my name? Head's gone. What was his name again? Save. um, I've lost the page and I'm trying to find it.
1: Dutch, Dutch, Dutch.
0: That's right. Save Dutch. Dutch. Um, We've just, you carry on while j- Oh, here I found the page. Uh, Save Dutch, the service dog, everybody. I am asking absolute everybody, please go and join this page right now. They need your support. As animal advocates, I've all got to join forces for this one. He has... They've been to court today over Dutch, and the judge has... I want to say decided, right? But I'm not even... I can't even say the word decided, because... If I had his number, I can honestly say, from the show, I would be ringing him. So if anybody does know the judge on that case and has his personal number, by all means, email it to me, and I will ring during the show, okay? But this guy has decided that Dutch is to be euthanized. i I tell you what. Sick is the only word I can think of. Absolute sick. This world has gone absolute crazy. And tonight's shows, I'm going to say two shows, two hours long each. I am going to say to everybody, this is when reality really has got to kick in. Nobody is to be asleep. Everybody has got to realize that this could happen to you tomorrow. When you're driving your car in America down the road, this is what could happen to you. We are going to be sharing links tonight. We're going to be telling you stories, and we're going to be telling you the reality of what is out there. And, of course, I had to bring Cathy on because I'm actually in the U.K. So I'll be talking from a citizen who's outside of America it in, thinking, oh, my goodness. And then we're going to have Cathy who's actually in the, U- in, in the U.K. You're not in the U.K. Kathy, who is in the U.S., who actually knows what, what it's all about, but also knows the different areas and everything that people that call in and say, well, this happened to me. I want to people to ring in the show. I want people to tell me of situations that you've been involved in. Maybe one of your family members has been shot by a police. Whatever the situation or whatever story you've got to give, I want you to call in or email. I have got the email um, ready. So the email is asksueshow at gmail.com. And I will be checking this all the way through the show. That's asksueshow at gmail.com. And also, we have got the phone number, which is 347-327-9694. That's 347-327-9694. Okay, so please call in the show. Uh, We have got a special guest that I'm going to be calling in in a minute. Um, Kathy, obviously, me and you have been sharing links today. To say like crazy would be the understatement. Um, With regard to the um, videos that we've been seeing over the police shooting innocent people, what was your thoughts?
1: Well, considering that I opened my inbox this morning to a video before I even had a first cup of coffee, my whole entire day has been wrapped up watching these videos. And I'm well aware that these things happen. Anyone who refuses to believe it is only fooling themselves. Um, you can refuse to look at something and think that because you didn't see it means it's not true. Well, the joke's on you, my friend, because um, it's reality. We look at videos today taken from dash cams, taken from surveillance cameras, taken from police departments themselves. Uh, quite frankly, I had a friend of mine visit me last night to to do some preparation for this show who is a federal corrections officer. He's led me to pages, quite frankly, known only by the uh, industry. Um, and as I mentioned, he works on a federal basis. So we sat here last night, buzzed up at our jaws drop, And then looking at the things I've looked at today, um, I, I refuse to be quiet about it. And what I put on my Facebook page, if people do not like it, then by all means, leave my page. Uh, I think that's true for all of us. We are animal advocates. We do cross posts. We have a passion for what we do. And I want to remind, as I often do people on my page, my page is not a democracy. It is a monarchy, and I am the queen. So as long as I have freedom of speech, I am going to post these things that are difficult to see. I am going to share information that is difficult to hear. But it's only because I feel it's my duty to enlighten other people with things that you can look at. You don't have to read what I post on my page, but look at these videos. I didn't make these videos. I didn't make them. And I just had a discussion with someone um, who pointed out a second news article about Dutch, and I made the comment, you know, there's three sides to every story, this side, that side, and the truth. So, you know, I just simply made the comment that that was a second spin on the story. The story's not out yet, folks. The story's not complete yet, folks. But the last thing we need to be doing is attacking one another. Then we become just like these worthless POSs that we see on these videos, attacking humanity, which we all need to stick together. And for people who don't stand with me, that's fine. Move on. Keep it moving. But I'm
0: not going to. I'm not going to silence myself. I refuse to. Exactly, exactly. Um, the, the thing is, everybody, you know, at the end of the day, it's called teamwork. We haven't got time for anything else but teamwork. We need to get these links out there, and I say this every single time, and the, and to the show tonight is no different. We are seeing people being killed by the police, innocent people killed by police. Okay. Uh, we want you to share the links. I have seen many posts on my page today that have have been seen, because I love the pages, Kathy, because it does show how many people have actually seen the posts. Yes,
1: yes. There was
0: one post that had 26 people look at it. How many do you think shared? Three. None.
1: Oh, please.
0: Oh, my gosh. So I want... I just want to say to everybody. I want to ask every actually, how many times would you want me and Kathy and everybody listening to this show tonight share your video if your relation, son, daughter, husband, wife, grand, granddad, whatever, had been shot by the police? How many times would you want it shared? How much of the law would you want changed? That's how many times we should be sharing it because tomorrow it could be any of us.
1: So just this week, I I have been watching these people for for a couple of weeks, and they weren't, quite frankly, anyone that I was going to miss because they never commented, they never posted on my page, they never commented to anything I posted, um, and for me, interaction is important because. Everybody's opinion is important to me. What everybody feels is important to me. And I never, and I say this from the deepest sincerity I have in my heart, I never intend or post something with the intentions of hurting someone's feelings or attacking someone personally on my page. I never, I never do that and as far as sharing information, let me put it to you like this. And Sue and I were talking just this week, and, and, and we both agreed that this is exactly a good thing to compare it to. Well. What if, okay, when when we're posting these things, we want to bring about awareness, and we want to help open your eyes. Um, America's going down the tubes right now, and I'm very politically aware, and I do pay attention to things. And no, I'm not Democratic, and no, I'm not Republican. I see a bit in each side, but, you know, I'm one who believes it's a third party. But here again, I do believe in spreading awareness and trying to enlighten people. So let me put it this way. If your house was on fire and you were in it sound asleep, would you not want me to bang your door down if it meant saving your life? Of course you would. And you may be laughing right now saying, oh, Catherine, you can't suppose that anything is going to save my life. How do you know that? How do you know that?
0: Mm, Exactly.
1: I am personally, as is Sue, a sponge, a sponge. And I like to absorb all kinds of information. The ones here in the show listening who have heard me before, you've also heard me say that I challenge people to call in and make me think because I welcome someone who is thinking themselves. And, yeah. you know, that's what it's all about. That's what Sue and I are all about. I don't need someone to come on my page and attack me. You don't want to climb this pine tree today, believe me. Um, <laughs> you, you know, if I don't go to a particular person's page and attack them. If I have an issue, I'm going to handle it in a private message. Pages that are open to everyone that are for- for um, a cause, or whatever. Um, you know, you, you can express your opinion, but here again, opinions, we all have them. I like to speak from a point of reference, and for those of you who have been in the room before, in the chat room here on the show, you know the Sue and I both post links. Every subject we talk about, we post links. Though we may express our opinions, that's not what our show is driven by. Our show is driven by facts and things that we research all week long in between shows so that we can bring that information to you. Therefore, banging on your door trying to wake you up.
0: Exactly. Sorry, I'm just dealing with the chat room as well. I want to also, very quickly before I do a phone call to get my first caller in, um, I just want to, of course, um, say to everybody that I want to send my deepest sympathy to the family and friends of Christopher D- Dormer. Also, I want to send my um, respects and my sympathy to the families of the police officers that have lost their family and their their friend, you know, friends of that and everything. Um, but this is reality. This is what is going to start is going to start because I have seen his videos today and I'm in the UK and I've looked at those videos and the first thing I said it is not going to be long before somebody decides to hail them it enough okay he's the one person that did he was wrong because he shot those family members and everything and I'll thank you that okay but at the end of the day he is only one person out of hundreds and thousands that must be watching these videos thinking, oh my goodness, if that was me, I'd want to blow them away. I tell you what, you can't say about gun control, you can't say about guns being on the streets, you can't say but all these things. If we've got people in uniform who we're supposed to respect, who are supposed to be looking after us, who are the ones that in our hour of need, we should be able to call. I have seen them today kneeling on people in their necks, thumping the crap out of them. I've seen grown men with their, literal their big, thick boots on kick somebody straight in the head who was handcuffed and sitting on a pavement, kicking the hell out of them. People that were drunk, okay, they were drunk. They had got handcuffs on and they were being kicked the hell out of. I don't care if you're in a uniform or what you're in, there is no right to do that to no fellow human being. And what worries me is that we, as the taxpayers, are actually paying for those in uniform to do that. And, and me and Cathy say in every single show that we do about, hey, Mr. Government, and everything else we do, we always say this to every single one of you. Do not think that you are one person, you can do nothing. All of you one people, just one person, make five people, make five of you. Imagine, though, if we all got together, we did petitions, shows like this, and, have been, and made awareness. It is time for change. That is not allowed. This has got to stop. And the only people that can actually stop this is society. Who is society? Each and every one of us. It's, it's no good ignoring the videos and pretend it doesn't happen to you, because if tomorrow you go down the road and you get ripped out of your car and kick the hell out of, then don't come to us the next day and say, please, can you share this? Here's your chance. It is up to every single one of us to make the changes. It is up to all of us today to start making changes. And after what I've seen on these videos, I'm in the UK and I'm thinking, I want to make awareness for you guys because I don't want it to be starting over in the UK either. Let's face it, we don't need trend fashions like that starting. It's got to stop. It has got to stop. So, um... Gosh, I felt like about a bit of a rant then. I do
1: apologise. I, I mean, me
0: and you, Cathy, did talk, and, and my head was hurting just by the sheer stress of what I was watching. Do you know what I mean? Now, yeah. I'm going to call in, um, let me just see. That I'm going to say this because you know what happens when I say I'm going to call somebody and then something goes wrong. So let's just make sure this works first, hopefully. Oh, what did I tell you? Gold veiled. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a the night, isn't it? I tell you.
1: Let's tell you something. <laughs> you one an idea of what kind of day it's been? I have Tylenol on my desk, two bottles of water, a bottle, a huge bottle of Rolades for my tummy and my heartburn, and uh, <laughs> my blood pressure medication. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sad story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, oh hold on. That's me. I'll have to call you back. No, it's not.
1: It's me. Oh, I'm, All right.
0: you okay, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll <that> answer. <laughs> oh, this wasn't meant to happen. I think he was supposed to answer the phone. You've
2: reached Antonio Beeler. Please leave a
3: very oh dear, short message very good, with your phone you number at the beginning, and I'll get back to you as quickly as possible.
0: Thank you. There's obviously a problem there. Hold a minute. Oh. Do you know Does everything always go wrong? <laughs> right, listen, well, we've got another I, caller on the line. Let's just go to the caller just in case he's on the line. Hi, uh, area code 570, Why, welcome to the show.
4: Hi, I didn't know I was in queue. How are
0: you doing? You all right?
4: Yeah, I'm okay. You know, I wanted to bring something up real quick with reference to what you're saying. We we had an oh, incident the... in our development. This is Karen from PA. We had an oh, incident Karen, in our development. I'm good. I'm frustrated like you. I'm frustrated because I live in a very large gated community, and we had a 12-year-old boy drown in a pool in our community with over 50 people in the pool. Nobody took the time to notice the child struggling. I don't think anybody pays attention anymore. No. People are walking around with blinders on, and they don't want to. They don't want to get involved, and they don't want to see things, and they don't want to deal with things. But when it hits home, like you said, they're the first ones screaming, and we all have to make a stand.
0: Oh, well, you <sighs> Ali, you, you welcome to the Ask Sue Show. <laughs> I'm You're telling you, funny. it's crazy. It's I, crazy. I want
1: to one thing. What you just said, they don't want to get involved. The other day, and and you hit it right on the head with that, people are so afraid now of being sued or involved in a criminal case or having to go to court and testify. They're so worried about being inconvenienced,
4: Mm -hmm. and that
1: is as selfish as it gets. The other day, Sue and I watched a video. It was a double video, and this dog got hit on the freeway, and another dog wandered or walked out into the traffic and pulled the injured dog to the side of the road. with some, And he got help of the DOT employees, Department of Transportation, that were watching the whole thing. And this was all captured on video. The same uh, one video had a second half to it, and it was in Asia somewhere, and this little baby, maybe three years old, had wandered away from her mother and was hit by a box truck. in the the downtown shopping area, and he ran over her with the front tires. And knowing he had hit someone, he kept going and ran over her again with the rear tires. And the sad part is that someone actually walked within 12 inches of that child and never looked down at her. Oh, my
4: God. It, I see it all the time. I see it even yep. on the road. There was a time when I was a paramedic. If we saw a wreck happen, we automatically stopped. Now I see I'm sometimes 20 cars behind, and I'm screaming to get up there to help these people because nobody's pulling over. Nobody yep. wants to even pull over to a car wreck.
1: They all want to look, and all want to rubberneck and slow down and congest traffic, but does anyone want to
4: help? Nope, not anymore. No. It's terrible. It's very sad. Very it's sad.
0: You it was funny because I was—we're going off subject a little bit—but the other day, um, I—the other week I should say—I was talking to somebody and I said about this on the show the other day, and apparently the, very quickly there was um a couple in the park with their child, and they could hear a mum shouting for their child. So they were shouting and shouting. This woman was, she was going mad. And you could tell by her voice that she was getting quite upset. They went over to him and She said, oh, I can't find my son. I've got my little girl, and she's getting very upset. But I'm trying to look for him. I can't find him anywhere. So this this lady said, well, I'll look after your daughter. You go with my husband and go and have a look for him. And uh, anyway, and she went round, and, and eventually they found him. She came back very upset and crying. And the woman said, it's OK. You've got him now. It's all right. And she went, it's not that. And she said, what's the matter? She went, do you know what? Look at the park. It's full. She said, you're the only two that come to help me. She was not that sad? Mm-mm-mm. Two out of a whole park full. It's disgusting. And that's yeah. in the UK. You know, this is going on everywhere. Everybody yeah. just needs to get back to reality of helping each other. It's not all about themselves. Do you know
4: what I mean? People don't even know their neighbors anymore.
0: No. I know people exactly. that have lived
4: in a place for eight years and they don't know their next-door neighbor. They say hi, but they don't know their name. They don't know anything about no.
0: them. Yeah, Exactly. It's, it's, exactly.
4: It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know where these children are going and why they think this is appropriate. Because when we grew up, we were all in the neighborhood. There were 50 of us kids running around together. We all had each other's back. And it was a camaraderie, like brothers and sisters. Today, you don't even see the kids outside playing. And I don't mm-hmm. know where this is going. It's It's very sad to me.
1: It exactly. just sounds familiar, because when I was growing up and a neighbor moved in the neighborhood, we made it a point to go meet them, to take them a housewarming gift.
0: Mhm. Yep,
4: yep, welcome it, them, get to know the parents, yep.
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly.
4: I didn't mean it, to take you off shocking. topic, but I just had to let you know, I, I am just appalled at some of the stuff I saw, stuff that you sent me, and I'm looking at that and I'm looking at other stuff I see online, and I just don't understand what people are thinking it yeah. used to be a comfort to know your neighbor had your back, and that yeah. today it's it's just totally the opposite, and I I don't I don't understand what people are thinking.
0: Exactly, Karen, If you haven't already found it, please go and have a look at Hey Mr. Government. Globally, it's a page that's set up. We've got quite a few admins on there, and we are sharing links. Um, <coughs> sorry, sharing links. Um, eye openers and it's about okay. government, it's about things that really need to be put out there, and we're asking people, everybody, just go on the page every day and just share the links, because we need to get it out there. Okay,
4: I will do that. Oh, okay. my dog. Well, I'm thank play. you very
0: much for joining the show, and, and I appreciate you calling in. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Okay, cheers, Karen. Thanks, love. Bye-bye. Bye, honey. And uh, thank you very much, for Karen, for calling in. Uh, we'll go to area code 314. Hi, welcome to the show. Hello,
3: it's Kristen. How
0: are you? Hello, Hi. Kristen, darling. How are you doing?
3: Good.
0: Are, are you so, feeling a little better?
3: Uh, a little bit. I'm still really <laughs> stuffed <laughs> up, but <laughs> At <least> I'm awake. which <laughs> is a nice page. <laughs> I've never slept this much, I don't think. Um, so... I, there were some a few points that I wanted to make um on this topic,
0: you know um
3: one of the things you know i I was watching a video a while back, and you know, and it showed a police officer um hitting a gentleman who was laying on the ground with his baton, and I mean he probably hit this guy twenty times, I mean he was just wailing on him, just hitting him over and over. You know, and people were really upset about the video. Um, You know, but then um, Dave Klinger did an assessment on the video, um, and he said, you know, one of the things that people can't see is that the, the guy on the ground is holding on to the officer's leg and won't let go. And he literally hit the guy until he let go of him. He said, you know, the police officer could not risk being having his legs pulled out from under him and pulled to the ground. Um, And I thought that that was, you know, an interesting point because in a lot of these videos, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but in some of these videos, you have to admit that you can't see the whole picture. Um, And we need to be aware of when those situations are, you know, and make sure that we're being objective. Um, And, I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, there are plenty of times when it is obvious, you know, police brutality. I mean, what about that story in New York? I mean, that kid was beaten to a pulp. I mean, you couldn't even recognize his face anymore, and that was, what, last year? Um, I don't even remember his name. But, I mean, he was just a kid. He was just a kid. Um, And he was in handcuffs, you know. There's no excuse for that. Um, And, you know, I was reading some... Um, federal cases, you know, about these, you know, some of these examples, and you know, often the um, the result is oh, what do they call it? Um, lawful but awful,
4: or awful but
3: lawful. They'll say it was an awful circumstance, but you know, it was within their legal rights. So the the term, the phrase, is awful but lawful, which is. Kind of a sad yeah. phrase to be in existence, even right. I mean, yeah. I mean that that is acceptable, you know. Um, and the yeah. example used was: uh, officer was walking through the park. It was dark. Um, he saw a figure stand up from a bench and pull something out of his pocket. And the shape of whatever he pulled out of his pocket looked like it might be a gun. So the officer pulled his weapon and shot this figure. It turned out it was a 13-year-old boy. All he did was pull, you know, it was like a toy or something. It it didn't even look like a gun, but in the dark, I guess it could have been perceived that way. Um, And that was one of those situations where the court ruled awful but lawful. With the information that the police officer had at that moment in time, he did what he had to do.
0: Um,
3: And those are, I mean, what do you say to that? What do you say to that?
0: Well, Christian, my my personal thought on that is, so does that mean that if I go down into a park and I see somebody fetch something out of their pocket, it doesn't matter if, if I think or whatever, I can either beat the crap out of them or I can shoot them. But then I'll ask questions after. Exactly.
3: I agree. I think there's something twisted about it. Yeah, there's something wrong.
0: There's something wrong. Why why was a police officer walking in dark? Why didn't he have a torch or whatever?
3: And that's the thing. I mean, so, you know, like, for instance, here in St. Louis, there was a kid who was shot and killed um, about a year ago. And, you know, he was pulling, he went to pull something out of his pocket. The police were looking for a guy who they thought at the time met he that he fit the description of who they were looking for. This person that they were looking for was um said to be armed and dangerous. Okay, this guy turned out to have the wrong colored coat, wrong color hat, turned out all he was doing was pulling a um a a candy bar out of his coat pocket. Oh my god. Shot and killed. Shot and killed. Oh my god. Okay? This guy is walking down the street, misidentified went to pull a freaking candy bar out of his coat and get shot and killed because he's misidentified by the police. Do you know what happened to the police? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And this you know happens all the time.
0: worries me? The, the thing is, though, that worries me is, let's face it, Joe Public is only going to take so much of this.
3: Really? Because as far as I can tell, no one gets a shit anymore. And it's pissing me yeah. off. No one seems to give a shit anymore. And why? Why? Because here's the thing. As long as everything is kosher in their own little world, meaning within the walls of their home, no one seems to to mind what happens out in the world. As long as it doesn't seem to reach the walls of their home, then let it be. You know? And it's ridiculous because, you know what, it shouldn't have to come to the walls of your home to do something about it. Yes. When it
1: comes to the walls of your home, it's going to be too late, and people exactly. like I a moment ago. People don't. And you know why? No one's going to help you because you didn't help them. That's exactly yes. right. That's exactly right. Our complacency is totally gone. I mean, yes. mine's not, who's not? Yours is not, Kristen. I mean, you know, we we're we're some of the fortunate few that still have a heart and still have a conscience. Um, I, I, you know, there have been many times in my life that that I look back on and. You know, without going into details, times that I really shouldn't have jumped into a situation on behalf of somebody else, that so I did. But I'm just one of these people that I, I'm 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 not going to stand back and take it anymore. You know, I'm not going to see someone be wronged um, and get away with it. I'm looking, Okay,
3: so i I was walking like, down the street uh, one day. I was walking down the street one day. I could hear a child. Being beaten. I could literally hear the skin-on-skin skin contact, the screams, everything. I call 911, right? Um, the parents who live there, they come out, you know, for hours. They People are coming up and down the street, and they're out in the middle of the street pointing at my house, yelling about what I did. Um, all this drama, you know, just hits the roof because I said something. I called the police, and, um, you know... I called my mother, and you know what she said? Kristen, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. That you brought that kind of trouble to, you know, to your, to your door. And I was like, are you kidding me? You know, are you kidding me? I said, if that was, you know, at the time, I had my mom had two children, who were what, five and six. And she and I said, what if it were Mallory or Adam? If someone was walking by and heard someone beating them, would you want them to just keep on walking? Seriously? Are you kidding me? They're children. I mean, it just just blows my mind away that people are that, uh, you know, I can't believe you brought that trouble to your door. Are you kidding me? I didn't do anything wrong. I am not the one that did anything wrong.
0: I can't believe it. Uh, It's just... The thing is, if ever, let's just face it, right? Look, look where we are at this moment in time, and I'm thinking, right, let's just say that we all said, okay, we won't, we won't see it, right? We'll turn off YouTube, we'll turn off Facebook, and we'll ignore it. Where are we going to be in five years' time? I mean, two years, but let's just say five years. Where on earth are we going to be then if we don't do anything now? The governments can see exactly what we're seeing, and nobody's doing anything. So it's just upon all of us of the society well, yeah. to you do do People act like you're doing something wrong. I mean, it's
3: yeah. you it's ridiculous. You know? ridiculous. Yep. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, Christian, um, hopefully, I'm hoping that you'll be well enough in the, in the, obviously in the probably. Um, where are we going? An hour and a half to be able to call in about the um about the dog show. Is that okay?
3: Yeah, I'll lay down for a little bit and see if I feel better. <laughs> see how I'm yeah. doing. I'm, if I I might fall asleep. If so, then I'm sorry.
0: No, no, you don't have to be sorry. Um, I would just like okay. to say though to everybody that Kristen Hoffman is on on Facebook. She's an angel, all right. She's going to go mental with me after the show, but I don't really care. Um, she's an absolute angel. This lady had two of her dogs shot by police, and she is working her backside off. She's not a talker. She doesn't fake nothing, she's a doer. And this girl does so, so much and is making absolute massive, massive changes. So anybody who's sitting there thinking, oh, she's just one of them talkers, trust me, I will tell you right now, Ask her anything about the dogs that are being shot in this in America, and she will tell you. She she does so so much work. This is a lady who is a doer who does not ignore posts, does, who shares posts, and who's making a massive massive difference. And I'm hoping that she will be okay to call in in an hour and a half so she can literally let you know exactly what she's putting together and how she's coming about it. So, Kristen, I hope to hear from you in about an hour and a half or so. Okay. Okay, thanks. Thank you you look up yourself.
1: Better. Speak to me. Sue? Yeah? I just posted a link. Uh, I just got it off YouTube. Atlanta police kill a 92 year old. They, uh, they were raiding the wrong house again, as usual, and they shoot a 92 year old black woman. But this elderly lady didn't go out without a fight. She was able to shoot three of the officers before going down. <laughs> and the Sorry. person who put his video together said that he considers that lady to be a kind of hero. She stood up and defended her life for freedom and her home. We could learn something from her. And well,
0: I'm reading... At the, the end of the day... Yep. Excuse me? If I was just going to say, at the end of the day, that's exactly what's going to happen. People aren't going to just sit there and keep taking this all of the time. It's never going to happen. They can't expect to do all this. And, you know, these chiefs and all these different police officers and head of police and all that... They can't expect to, uh, to keep doing this to us, Joe, public, and us, for us to just sit there and take it. Ain't gonna anyone, happen. anyone
1: in this country, the United States, who is fighting for gun control, you need to wake up and realize that when they disarm the American public, which is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I can promise you that. I mean, I say that uh, only because of how many people I know who are in agreement with me. Um, when they disarm the public, they will depopularize us. They will start taking us out. And that's yeah. part of the plan of New World Order. But if you want information on that, you need to listen to the Saturday show. <laughs> that's when we <laughs> talk about the government. But seriously, you know, gun control in the government's mind is a way of, you know, when they, when they take away our weapons and our right to defend ourselves, then we're at their mercy. And this woman, in my mind, she is a hero. So I did yeah. just post that particular video. Uh, also, I want to post here There were nine innocent people Shot in New York City By New York Police Department In a shooting near the Empire State Building Nine innocent people Nine innocent people shot I mean, how on earth How on earth can that I, mean, I have no word You can hear it in my voice But you know, I have to really uh, Watch my conversation on the show Because of my feelings but I don't apologize for my feelings because um, I'm an American, and I'm tired of this. I am tired of putting up with this. I'm tired of of looking beyond this. I'm tired of the fact that that they want us to turn our heads, and it's just not going to happen. And William, William Stillings, he wants to call in. I see him in the chat room.
0: Well, I've just got to ring this one caller first. Now, William and the area code 570... Please stay on the line, okay? Because I will come back to you. If you want to call in five minutes, that's fine. But I will be taking a call. I just need to get this caller in because he expect is expecting me to call. So let me just get uh, this guy in. Hopefully, this will work now. <laughs> Let's hope he hasn't popped to the toilet. Hello?
2: Antonio Bueller, yes.
0: Hi, Antonio. How are you doing?
2: I'm good, thanks.
0: Good, good. Welcome to our Sue show. Uh, you've, uh, we've got myself, Sue, and Kathy, who is my co host. Um, welcome, um, welcome to the
4: show. Hello.
0: Welcome to the show. Can you just tell everybody about yourself before we start? Sure. My name is Antonio Bueller. I.
2: I am a Liberty activist. I focus on homeschooling, uh, police abuse, and anti-war activism. I'm also an education consultant, admissions consultant, and teacher, and I focus on helping uh, children put themselves in the best positions in life and find the best learning environment so they can excel to the best of their abilities. I graduated from West Point, uh, the United States Military Academy. I served five years in the military. I was an Airborne Ranger, Qualified Engineer Officer. I did a tour in Kosovo and a tour in Iraq. I got my MBA at Stanford University, and I worked in the finance world um, for four and a half years before moving to Austin to focus on education.
0: Bless you. Well... You've definitely come to the right show. And I must just say to him, I've just been having a quick peep on his Facebook. And, and uh, obviously, what I want to bring up with you um, your thoughts, first of all, on uh, the Chris Dorner situation. Because I could see you were having a few mental moments on there about that on your page. So we'll start with that one. What's your thoughts on that?
2: Just in general, uh, just my overall thoughts on the Chris Dorner situation? Yeah. Well, I think that Chris Dorner was able to expose the police departments, uh, both LAPD, San Bernardino PD, the sheriff's department, um, for the criminals that they are. You know, he wrote out in his manifesto, although I think that the manifesto was tampered with, I don't think it was all him that was uh, writing that, but but when it came to the police accusations, I think that was him, and... uh, and the way that the police department acted in their manhunt for him uh, pretty much, uh, you know, vindicated him, um, you know, and and showed the world how criminal they are. Um, Yeah. I I thought it was a terrible ending. Um, I thought that the fact they would dispatch 1,400 uh, LAPD officers on the search for this one guy um, was a joke, considering uh, how they typically are not interested whatsoever in trying to hunt down violent criminals they they just want to focus on drug charges and and ticketing people um, things that are low risk and uh and that they had a 1.4 million dollar uh reward for capturing this guy it it clearly showed the world that the police are willing to rally um when one one of their own gets killed they value their lives the police do far more than they value the lives of anyone else. They are willing to shoot, um, you know, to kill on the spot um, anyone that uh, dare goes against them or anyone that scares them. And so the cops proved pretty well um, through this Dorner incident that, that one, the cops are cowards, two, the cops are murderers, uh, three, that they have no honor and, and they have no integrity.
0: Well, I mean, I'm supposed to be sitting on the garden fence, but the not-ask-Sue, the real Sue, would like to say thank you very much. You've pretty well said what I've been thinking. Um, but the ask-Sue says, you know, you're absolutely right with this. Uh, I mean, I'm in the UK, so I don't know the laws and regulations as far as how you guys all work, OK? But I saw that, and I just said, hold on a minute. A million dollars for one guy? But then I've been watching... The videos are what these police have been doing themselves and I mean I'm not being funny I have sat here and cringed this afternoon looking at all these videos and thinking is is this for real have I turned to like the film channel of YouTube and and, you know and you you just have to look and you think has this just been a setup do you mean but then I'm not being funny there's no way it can be a setup there's so many of them I mean women that were literally handcuffed and sat on a, a pavement kicked straight in the face with a policeman with steel-toed carpets on. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they put these guys in a uniform, and these are the people that if I came over to America, I would be turning to in my in my hour of need, should I need it, and I'm thinking, I'm not being funny. I think I'd rather suffer what I was going to get.
2: Yeah, and well,
0: then, I... La- I like,
2: I like, yeah, I like to I like to encourage people never to call the police. Um, the police are not here to protect you. Uh, in the United States, the Supreme Court has ruled that the police have no duty to protect you. Um, so, you know, they can watch someone beating you to death um, or raping you. And, you know, if you try to go back and sue them or your family tries to sue the police for not doing anything, uh, the argument that the police will have is, hey, we have no duty to protect. It's not our job to protect you. You know, so the entire notion that they're protecting you is completely false. And every single time a policeman gets involved in a situation, you're putting your life at risk. So, um, you know, the only time that I would recommend anyone ever call the police is if someone dies. And you need to make sure that there's a police report to make sure you don't end up becoming a suspect. Other than that, there's just not really a good reason to call the police. They are cowards, they are bullies, and they will uh, kill you.
0: I mean... Do you know what got me, Antonio, and I mean, this is what scared me, okay? I mean, I was looking at, say, a guy that's not a massive build, okay? Two police officers had got this one guy down, and they were holding him down and everything, and obviously he was saying, please get off me, get off me. And then, obviously, they were manhandling him, if you like, is the best way I can put it, without being rude. And then there was four of them, and he was shouting at the top of his voice, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. And they were saying, give us your arm, give us your arm, do this, do that. And he was saying, but I can't breathe. And they kept doing it and doing it. And then there were six of them. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, six police officers on a guy that was probably like a stick insect, right? And he was there. They'd obviously got control of him, and they were beating the crap out of him. And I'm thinking, what the... uh, You know... I I always think, you know, you're always going to have a bad egg in whatever situation, whether it be a police officer, if you're a nurse. There's always going to be one that's a bit of a Hitler, do you know what I mean, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? But six police officers stood by and all pretty well helped in to kick the hell out of him. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Now, I I just want to say that from my point of view, I would like to say that not all police officers... and and maybe Antonio might disagree with me on this, but not all police officers are corrupt. But then on the other side of that, if there's six in a group and they're all kicking the hell out of them, is it a case, Antonio, that if there's four of them in a group and there's two of them that won't do it, that they're going to get, if you like, probably the wrong word, but picked on or set out aside if they don't join how they are?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah and then that's where i think that your argument that police you know not all cops are corrupt and not all cops are bad it, it's faulty because a good cop you know one who's not corrupt one who thinks that his his job to stop criminal um actions and to arrest criminals would step in and start arresting those cops who are who are hurting people uh, but no one ever does We never see cops doing that and so um you know just because they join in because they're scared. That doesn't make them not bad or not corrupt. Uh, We've been looking and we've been putting much effort into finding stories of good cops, cops who see one of their buddies, one of their partners, someone in a thin blue line committing a crime, who then they will go turn and go after that cop and arrest him on the spot. We have not found a single incident of that, but we've seen tons of videos of cops uh, joining in on a gang beating on a Thursday.
0: Good grief. Um, Kathy, have you got any points you want to ask? I, I mean, well, I, to be fair, Antonia, I'm sure she's got 100 to ask, so I better let her have a turn.
1: <laughs> well, no, Antonio, I have often said on the Saturday government show that law enforcement is this country's biggest gang of dogs. And mm-hmm. like Sue said, I am not against law enforcement In general, I am against corruption, and if 95% of law enforcement is corrupt, then so be it. I'm against that 95%. You know, call it any way you see it, but I just, I I will not stand by and allow this to happen without speaking up, and I mean, Sue and everyone who knows me knows that I have no filter, and by the way, my father was a highway patrolman up until a few years after I was born, and I was born in 56. I'm 56 years old, and my father then left the forest because of corruption Mm -hmm. and the poor boy system. So what does that tell you? It's always been there in some form or fashion, but it's rampant today. It's become the norm today, and I refuse to settle for that norm. Antonio, I also want to thank you for serving our country and fighting for my freedom, and and everyone else who's listening to this program, um, you fought for us all, and thank you. Bless you for that, Antonio. You sound like quite an intelligent man with conviction and principles, and you're just the kind of person that I like to have in my life, and I'm looking forward to learning from you and and joining you on Facebook and your pages. Thank you for for everything you're you're inputting to the conversation here. I am in the process of looking now for things to comment on, and and, I mean, I have my program in front of me, but I'm looking for some videos regarding some of the things you're talking about. So Mm -hmm. y'all carry on. I will, believe me, I will jump right in and... Not to interrupt, but I will jump in and, and comment. Um I'm enjoying listening right now and telling you you have a lot to offer.
2: Thank you. And and you mentioned you mentioned something about your your father, um yes. and leaving the force. And this is like I said, we've been looking for good cops. We've been looking for cops who are willing to stand up to the bad cops. And the only mm-hmm. example that we can find of law enforcement who are willing to talk about the corruption within the system of former cops, the ones who quit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a shame. It's, uh, you know, if you can't find a single cop who's willing to stand up to the system, who's willing to stand up to the thin blue line and do what's right and start protecting the people, you know, the residents from these criminal, you know, thugs, then what hope is there? And why should we even have a police force? You know, I, I don't buy into the notion that we need the police or that we must have the police when the police are a violent gang. They they create far more harm than good. Um I meet I meet people every day who have been harmed and have had their lives destroyed by cops and I have met maybe three people in the past year, you know, and I've been very vocal about it. You know, so there's been there's a lot of reason for people to tell me uh, alternatively. I've only met like maybe three people all year who said that, oh a cop's helped me once or a cop, you know, has done this for me once, you know. But uh, but no one's told me a story about how a cop had stopped another cop from committing a crime.
4: Yeah. And
1: Antonio, I'd like to get your take on what I'm about to tell you. And I've never shared this story on any of our talk shows that I've been on with Sue. Um, back in 1981, I was living in Charlotte, and there I was a big golfer at the time. And there was a big golf tournament at the Country Club, and it's it it's called the Wachovia Invitational now. Um, for those of you who play golf and you are familiar with it, a huge crowd of people, huge crowd. And I had VIP parking up next to the building and there were off duty police officers uh directing traffic to pay parking and then the members parking. Mm-hmm. And I I am in traffic and I pull up to the driveway and of course I'm going into the driveway and I'm directed by the police officer and I noticed that he just he gave me what I thought was a non-professional look, but I really didn't think too much more about it after that. And I go up to the building and I park in the parking lot and I go onto the course and I'm enjoying the tournament that day. The following day, I do the same thing and I'm on the 17th green, up next to the green, and I'm I'm waiting for my my companion, my fiance at the time, and I had two drinks in my hand, and I hear this voice behind me. And he said my name. He said, hello, Catherine, how are you doing today? And I turned around, and it was that officer in plain clothes. And I didn't recognize him at first, and then it flew over me like someone threw a glass of ice water in my face. Mm -hmm. I walked over to him, and I said, how do you know my name? He proceeded to tell me my license plate number, my address, asking me why I was engaged to so-and-so, and and he continued to make a few remarks. And I was totally, totally infuriated that he had misused his power and capability to get my personal information as a police officer. I felt violated. I felt like I should go home and take a shower to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm talking about as a female Knowing that, I mean, as a female telling that story, and I can't tell you how many times I have been stopped by law enforcement where the conversation, it quickly moved from why I got stopped. It was no longer about my speed or, you know, expired tag or whatever. It was all of a sudden about me. And mm-hmm. that was what infuriated my father. One of the reasons that he got off the force was because there was another highway patrolman that used to, at this this day and age, we call it stalking. He stalked my mother, and they actually moved that highway patrolman to another part of the state. As you know, a highway patrolman has jurisdiction over the state. It doesn't matter what city they're in. And um, that was going on back when I was an infant, you know, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So we really, and I hope that we... It opens some people's eyes in, in communicating these stories and, and having these radio shows too, because people need to understand this problem has been around for a long time. It's just grown to epidemic proportions and we are to the point now where our safety is in jeopardy because law enforcement has been given free reign for so long with not even a slap on the wrist. Mhm. Yeah. Antonio, I I appreciate your stories, Antonio, and I hope that having you on the show and people hearing these stories from a third party, besides Sue and myself, I'm I'm, I'm excited to have you here. So, you know, during my time of silence, and I know I'm talking now, but but I'm silent, (laughs) I'm hanging on every word you're saying, because I appreciate your contribution.
0: Definitely, definitely. Antonio, do you think that this has been going on for a long long time? It's just that the social networking sites and emails and everything else, all of the connections that we've got has managed to get it out there further, especially with the help of YouTube and videos
2: Oh definitely I think that I think that police abuse from the very first moment that they were uh, created have been abusive and they've uh, abused mm-hmm. their power. It's human nature, uh, but I do mm-hmm. think that I, I do think that cell phone videos, uh, camcorders, YouTube, Facebook, I think that all of that stuff has been somewhat of an equalizer. We, we're still very far from being to the point where we're, you know, even close to being, you know, at par with the police. But the uh, the police were created originally to be the strong arm of the government to keep us, the subjects, in line. The uh, In the early days in the American colonies, you know, um, the police were originally used to control slaves um, in uh, the Texas. In Texas, we have the Texas Rangers. They were originally used to kill Indians. You know, the the, the notion that the police or government in any form uh, protects you, your rights, your your safety as a person is completely false. They serve the government. They serve themselves, and and you are the ones who are expected. We are the ones who are expected to bow down before them.
0: Exactly. So, obviously, I mean, how long have you been campaigning, you know, from your side of it?
2: Well, I was arrested on January 1st, 2012, and that is what really threw me into it. So I was really heavy in the anti-war, the uh, pro-liberty, the uh, pro-homeschooling movement. Um, I was actively involved in the Ron Paul campaign as well. And uh, that's where I was spending a lot of my activist time and energy. And I knew that the police, the law enforcement in the country was not good and that they did hurt people, but that wasn't my primary focus. It wasn't until I actually was arrested and falsely charged with a crime that I didn't commit that it really shook me, and that's when I started putting a lot more time and effort into that.
0: Right. So, obviously, I mean... Everybody's um, looking at this and, and me, I'm in the in the UK and I'm thinking, OK, it's in America. But the thing is, I'm not saying that our UK police are perfect. I'm sure they're not. It's just that I've not seen it yet, but I will be looking for it um, now. But I'm looking at it and thinking, and like everybody else, you know, we want to put a stop to it. Have you actually started anything as far as the campaigning um, procedure, to actually make changes. I mean, this sounds a bit daft, but obviously we're having another show in um, a while, and we're talking about police that are shooting dogs, and, mm-hmm. and it's pretty well in the same lines. So They're just charging in, don't give a monkey's. So They're shooting the dog for whatever reason. Blah blah blah. Do you know what I mean? They can't. A, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? A, a, um, check out the situation, they just go for it. So some police forces are saying that they are going to go for extra training to actually be able to um, read the signs with these dogs and such like. Now, after watching the videos that I've seen, obviously I'm thinking a lot of them firstly need to lose their uniforms altogether. Secondly, a lot of them just need the words with CS in front of them, which is common sense. I don't think half of them have got that. And also that there must be extra training needed for half of these as well. But is there anything that you've already started? Because my, the thing with my show is I like to obviously bring awareness forward, but also I like to fetch people together to be able to bring campaigns together. So whether it's petitions or, you know, making law changes or whatever, what is it that you are planning to achieve?
2: Well, when we decided to launch the Peaceful Streets Project a few months after I was arrested, uh, we decided very deliberately not to go down the political path. We weren't going to try to change policy. We weren't going to try to get legislation passed. We weren't going to try to get politicians hired or fired because there's already a bunch of groups out there that are doing that. And government as a solution to bad government is something that very rarely ever works and we didn't want to pound our head against the wall doing what everyone else was doing. So we decided we were going to focus on direct action to try to change culture, to try to get people to change the way they view police, to change their relationship with them, to know their rights, to flex their rights, and to start keeping the uh, cops accountable by recording what they're doing and reporting on what they're doing. And so that's the path that we've taken, and our goal is to get rid of the, these institutions of violence by empowering people to reject the institution and to rely on one another, you know, for security and safety, as opposed to turning to these people who more often than not are going to victimize you as opposed to help you or protect you.
0: Now, Antonio, I'm going to sit on the garden fence here, and please don't take this personally. Right. I am on Facebook, and I'm sharing all these different posts about various different subjects. And I've got to say that the people out there, some of them are, let's be polite, selfish. They've got their eyes shut. They can't see. They don't want to see. And if it's not affecting them, they're not bothered. Yeah. I- I've also heard the stories that people have seen people have had, like Cathy said earlier, they've had car accidents or it might be that somebody's kicking the hell out of somebody. Nobody wants to get involved because they're scared that they are going to get brought into that and maybe you know, took to court for whatever reason.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I agree with what you're saying. It should be just automatically that Joe Blogs shouldn't look after the other Joe Blogs because that's what communities should be about. But a lot of people are just walking straight past. How do you want to change that mindset of people?
2: Well, the first thing that we need to do is we need to start building relationships with one another and start treating people with respect and a lot of that goes to uh, taking responsibility for your life and for your relationships with other people. And when we rely on the government to take care of other people through, say, welfare, uh, through education, um, or if we rely on the government to protect us from other people through the police, um, you know, uh, our defense through the police, you know, what we do is we abdicate our responsibility to live our own lives and then we're just focused about making money and paying our income uh, taxes to the government. Um, by encouraging people to reevaluate the way that they look at the government, these institutions, you know, the idea that they're going to protect you and that they're going to help you when someone bad is out there, which is complete, uh, which is a fairy tale. By getting people to think like that and to realize that it is their responsibility to, to defend themselves and it is in their best interest, to also help protect other people around them and that the police aren't your saviors, that there is no government that's going to come in and, and, and save you from your misery, save you from harm, save you from poverty. Then at that point, uh, I think that the relationships between human beings can get back to a point, you know, where, where they were, you know, when, when we had uh, family centered units um, and communities where neighbors looked out for each other and, 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 and we can go ahead and thrive as a society in a voluntary way uh, from that point on. There are lots of communities that have no food, but they tend to be the communities where everyone knows each other. You know, so we should really try to get to know our neighbors and we should, you know, go out of our way to help people in need and to create those, those bonds, even if we're only in a town in, in some strange random town for a day, you know, uh, by, by having humanity and, and interacting with one another with respect and in a completely voluntary and non coercive manner, you know, we can involve society to a point where when someone says, Oh, but we need cops because you know, people are inherently evil, we can just laugh at them and say, No, no, we don't need cops. You think you need cops. I don't need
1: cops. That's right. Mm-hmm. Do you know a term that I haven't heard anyone use in a long time, and that is to hear someone say, It's my civic duty When's the last time you heard someone say that? It's my civic duty. What we're doing, the three of us are talking right now, and the three of us feel that, that it's our civic duty to make people aware that these things are happening. We we have that mindset, but the average person, uh, Antonio, I think technology has had a lot to do with the lack of compassion with people. I think that our children are growing up in a a society that has basically no caring or compassion for the other person. We watched a video just this week. Uh, I'm going to try and find it right now, in fact, and I will post it. A woman was in Atlanta in a mall, and she got tased by the mall security guard. Well, when you hear this woman and what she is screaming at the security guard, and you see her two and three and four and five-year-old children behind her screaming the same thing, You can't help but pause and say, oh, my gosh, that's the future generation that's going to be in this country. Mm -hmm. And and I'm conscious of this every day. I look at how people act in front of their children. Children emulate what they see, and parents have forgotten that. They don't spend time with their children anymore. They don't have family TV nights or heavenly days. When's the last time they sat down and had dinner together?
0: You know, I don't know
1: how old you are, Antonio, but when I was growing up, we had breakfast together, we had dinner together, and, you know, we did things together. And I think the the family unit today has long since lost track of that, and that is just one element that has created the society we live in today. Do you agree?
0: Yeah. Yep. Definitely.
1: Antonio, what are your feelings about that?
2: Well, yeah, I I think that there's a lot of factors that go into – you know why we are not as compassionate and caring as a society as we ideally should be. Um, there, there is a social decay that's going on in a lot of ways, and then there are advances that we make in other places. Um, I think that there is benefit. There are benefits to technology as well, such as now we can actually spread information without having to you know go through these large media uh, propaganda organizations and we have, you know, and, and we can uh, educate children a lot better without having to go through public schools. So um, I think that there's good and bad to that technology aspect, but I think that we have to humanize. Um, there's a great organization here in Austin, Texas, called Texas for Accountable Government, and they have a great uh, a tagline. It's, it's harmonized, humanized, and localized. And the humanized aspect is really important and gain to, you know, find value in other people, even when we think that they are, being blind you know and 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 that they're not contributing much to society, if we can uh you know see them as people with worth and connect with them, then we can hopefully pull them over and and wake them up to a better philosophical uh approach to life and then uh through that through numbers, then we can move society to again a more voluntary, peaceful, and prosperous society-
0: yeah. the thing yeah. is. I think I might, and Cathy, I'm sure will agree with this. I mean, everything that you're saying that you want to achieve is exactly what Cathy and me are saying and what I think all animal advocates are wanting to do all missing people advocates want to do and, and all of the good people in the whole world want to do. But the trouble is, and, and I mean, Cathy will stand with together with this straight strong, is that we share posts onto Facebook and we say to people, please, could you share this? Antonio, it's just literally clicking a button and pressing share. And I did make a comment on my status through the day saying, Facebook, please, could you make the share button a little bit bigger because people just don't seem to be able to see it, right? And this is the thing. They, they don't want to share the awareness. They don't want to come together. We, me and Cathy, every single week, every single day, will get an inbox of saying, we don't want to see this. This is horrific. But, but it's... it's you know, reality. It's not that we're making up a video. It's not that we're putting a poster on and we'll put, you know, get a bit of a piss up and we'll we'll put a dog that's got a half bitten out face or a half ripped open neck or, you know, your skin and bones. This is reality. And, and, but people are exa- just don't want to know. You know, how are we supposed to get all this out there? And I agree, 100% behind you, Antonio. That's exactly what we need. But people just do not want to know. They literally go to work, they, they do what they've got to do, they come home, and you don't see them till the next day when they're jumping back in the car the next day.
1: They think that they are totally safe with their employment, that they have job security. They think their money is totally safe in our banking system in this country today. They think that they can park in their garage, shut the door, and go in their home, and to them, the rest of the world goes away. And that is the farthest thing from reality. People, um, and and here again, what Sue said, we get people who write into us and say, I can't see this anymore. I can't look at it anymore. Well, how do you think this person being brutalized by the police feels? How do you think that dog that got shot feels? How do you think these people and animals both being tortured? If you think it upsets you to look at it, how do you think they feel going through it? So, Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I, I really have no sympathy for these people, and yes, I do tend to lash out pretty hard at them, but there comes a point when you just get so frustrated, and you just want to kind of smack them and say, wake up, I mean, and it's only because I care about humanity, I still have that dream and that hope for humanity, and maybe I'm the one in the dark. I don't know. Maybe I am living with the false hope that we can save this world. And I don't mean single-handedly, me and Sue and people like you, Antonio. Uh, I just happen to believe that it's not too late. And that's all we're trying to do when we share these things. I just wish that more people would jump on board.
0: What? And what? I, what do you, sorry, go on, Kathy. What,
1: now i'm getting ready to post the link i when, when y'all get a chance to watch this it is the mom getting tasered in front of her kids in the atlanta mall Now, i'm having to reload my blog talk radio page it crashed but um... when you have a moment i want you to look at this video i was speaking of and look at how her children handled the situation look at the situation she put her children in um... and yes. i look at these situation these, i look at these people And granted, she may not, the the mother may not have grown up any better than she's given a life to her children. But, and, and these are situations that all of us need to be aware of so that in the event we're out somewhere in public and something like this happens, you need to be aware that, hey, you're not dreaming. Don't, you know, you can either turn your head and walk away. Sure, keep yourself focused and safe and uh, granted, this woman is so so much of a lunatic with her behavior, I would not have approached her, and I think the cop, the uh, security officer, did the right thing. And oh, by the way, since that video was shown, there's been well over twenty thousand dollars raised by people who support him for his defense. So I'm not yeah. alone in thinking this. I know I'm not. So, so
0: Antonio, what are you? When you're saying that you're trying to get people together, I I must just say, let me just get this caller on because he's going to go mental with me in a minute. Uh, Area code five seven zero. You want to answer? I am biting at the bit.
4: Yes, I've been biting at the bit here, (laughs) Antonio. I want to ask. I want to ask. This is Karen in PA. Hi, I I believe we can change it, and Antonio, follow me on this. I used to work for the court system. And years ago, when I worked for the county court system, the judges had a decent reputation. They weren't tarnished. They weren't as corrupt as they are now. They weren't paying people under the table. And the cops weren't in their pocket. And I think it starts at us voting in these DAs that we don't know anything about, who substantially allow the courts to get away with all their monkey business. And then the cops look and see, well, the courts are dirty. There's nothing we have to be accountable for. And I think until we clean it up from the top and hold the judges, like we see a lot of judges in PA are getting arrested for, they've had, they, they had group homes they owned where they were sending kids that were misdemeanor offenders. I mean, it's crazy up here. But I really believe if people get back into the mindset that we vote these people into office, and we need to take control of the kind of people that we put in there and get rid of some of the corruption at the top, the cops will be a little – because this technology can work for us. We have video recorders on us 24 hours a day. I don't understand how we don't see how beneficial that can be for us just because they have them in their car. We have them in our hands all the time, in our cell phones. And and I really believe if we can get the police back down a couple of notches where they used to say, well, I don't want to get in trouble for this. I don't want to be a part of this. You know what I mean? Take away that, that audacity that they're carrying around. I think we have a chance to get back on the right track and put them down as a public servant where they belong. Yeah. Antonio, do, do you follow me there? Well, I understand what you're saying.
2: Oh. Um, well, first off, I'm from Pennsylvania as well. I, oh, okay, that. I'm from I'm from Pottsville, Pennsylvania originally. But, okay. Um, but, <laughs> I'm up but in the, the Poconos. No, yeah, the 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 notion that, you know, we can vote the bums out and therefore things will be okay and we'll have good politicians and good judges. I think that that is something that, you know, we've never seen it before. It's never happened.
0: And exactly. the people who
2: and the people who are drawn to these professions, the people who are drawn to these Positions of power, they're not the type. They're not the benevolent dictators. They're not the angels of our society. They're the ones who are most likely to hurt. It's it's so it's so hard to come up with even uh, two or three examples of politicians who are true public because almost everyone is there to serve themselves, and they've done so many uh, you know psychological studies such as the Stanford experiment, for example, where Mm -hmm. they give. Really good people, people that everyone in society agrees. These are good people. These are people that we can trust. They have good values. You know, it's everything we want in someone. You know, who we would want to give this kind of power to. And almost universally, when you give people power, and, and, and the right to uh, use violence against other people, they abuse it, and it, and it goes. It, it turns out very badly. So um, I don't think that voting in the right DA's is, is the answer. The right judges is the answer. The right uh, politicians the right sheriffs. I don't think any of that's the answer. I think that the answer is to take away the ability for people to manipulate and, and to use violence through the arm of the state uh to to do good because because they because they will not use it for good. You know, that and that's why I don't buy into any politician who ever tells me, if you just give us a little more power, let us do the patriotism yeah, and I'll, the yeah. AA no, is we're gonna protect you. It doesn't it it it's just unfortunately it doesn't work like that.
4: Well, exactly. now you just broke my whole illusion because I I keep looking at these guys that they're voting in, especially up here in PA, and they know they're dirty from the get go, and they're in. They get in. They get in. Right. And I don't understand how.
2: But but the, but their opponents are dirty too,
4: <laughs> and that's oh, that's no. the problem. And and you know it, it's a game for
2: dirty people, and the people who go into these uh, into these things are doing it for themselves. They're doing it. You know because they're they're egotistical, um, you know they're, they're maniacs, they, yeah. they want power, they want money, you know but it, you just don't see people going in there to, to protect anyone. People don't become cops to protect the public. people don't become judges to, to, to ensure uh, law and order. and people don't go in the military for apple pie, you know mm-hmm. and people go into it for, for their own selfish reasons, and, and there's nothing wrong with people doing things for their own self-interest. But, you know, if if it's through a system of violence and force, you know, then that's a Something problem. Something has to be done, yeah.
4: So it has to, then we have to go back to, like you said, and like I said earlier on the show, it has to go back to getting into our neighbors and getting to be a part of the community and rallying around each other to help each other to limit the amount of times we need assistance. I mean, I don't see any other way. If we can't do it from the top down, we've got to start from the bottom up.
2: Yeah, and that, that's what that's what I believe we do need to do. We need to stop looking for uh, other people to come in and save us. You know, we whether it's a whether it's a district attorney or a sheriff or a congressman or a president, and we need to start trying to find ways to live our lives better now and to reject the most tyrannical, violent uh, group of criminals that that's out there in our world today. And that that is government agents.
0: You know, and whether the ones it's we're paying
2: level, yeah. yeah, yeah, and we're not paying them. Like, and that's another thing. Like, like people say, you know, well, we pay your salary. You know, you, you know, we're your boss. It's like, no, we're not their boss because we don't have an option to fire them. We can't, but, we can't, we can't pull our money. They take it from us whether we like it or not. Right. We're
4: actually their slaves,
2: and and and, and they treat us as it, as though we're slaves.
4: What a
0: brilliant way to look at it. Yeah. Definitely. Hmm. But that's brilliant. The trouble is, I mean, I must admit, I'm looking in the chat room and I'm thinking we are talking about innocent people being shot. And, and how the, many people the are The chat in room's pretty quiet. Yeah. And I'm not being funny. I'm looking at that chat room, thinking that should be full to the brim.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And and I'm as much as I'm, I so want to be, agreeance with you of getting people together and and you know changing the way that things are. I I must admit, and I think most people will agree with me, I'm finding it difficult to believe because if they can't even share posts of things that we are seeing is reality at the moment, how the hell are we ever going to get these people? Because I'm thinking, right, let's look at Joe Public. Let's just say that me and you are walking down the street and a police officer or um, a person, it comes along and has a go at me or you while we're walking. How many people realistically are going to try and protect me and you? None. Uh, no,
4: we had a 12-year-old no. drown in the pool with 60 people around him and, and everyone saw him struggling, but they thought he was just swimming underwater or he was face down in the bloody pool and nobody yeah. grabbed his arm to pull him up.
0: Nobody. Antonio, what What do you think? What What can we What can we actually do? Because let's face it, if me and you are walking down and, and they had a go at us, how many, Antonio, do you think would actually try and protect me and you?
2: Well, I think that very few would. And, and again, this comes to a, a couple issues. One is, you know, the uh, gang mentality. It's hard for people to break out of the gang and to do something that's different, especially if it entails personal risk. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know, in that regard, it's really important that we really push a, a better uh, moral standard and, and we try to create community uh, with one another. But, two, I, I think that we need to... We need to be able to pull pe- wean people off of this belief that, that they're not responsible for their lives or the lives of other people because this government entity has supposedly taken that charge. Government says that they're there to protect you if things go wrong uh, economically uh, you know, or you know, with your, your own personal safety. The thing about it is the government doesn't do anything to do that. All they do is take your money and abuse you more. And so if we can get people out of that mindset to stop looking for other people to help them and to start focusing on helping themselves and helping the people around them directly as opposed to thinking that, oh, well, are going to take my money to, you know, to, to deal with poor people, so therefore, you know, I've done my part. If we can get people out of that mindset, then I think that we can live in a society where if some thug, you know, comes up and attacks someone that the people won't sit there and, you know, just stare or get on their phones and call 911 for a bunch of cops who are going to show up 30 minutes too late, you know, but then they, they'll actually step in and do something to help protect each other. And I think that's – where that's that if we want to live in a society, and there is no utopia, but if we want to live in a functional society where, you know, peace and prosperity are actually valued, you know, I think that's, that's the route that we have to go. We have to reject these institutions, these coercive, non-voluntary institutions, And we have to just create a better way. And it's hard, and I know you feel like you're banging your head against the wall, as I do oftentimes, um, but we're making great progress, and I feel like we're at an inflection point in mankind's history where we can actually make a giant leap forward toward more voluntary, uh, uh, free society in a way that we just haven't seen in the history of the world.
4: Especially with our country so divided right now, people are reaching for straws. They don't know what to do. Well, And the next four years are not going to be easy here. Oh, fact, no, they're and not. You know,
1: no, they're not. Karen, I don't think it'll the, take four years. I think our country's going to yeah. quick, uh, much faster pick up speed in this downward spiral. I think it's and you know, I have lot. to
4: say this too to Sue. You know, I have, I don't know if you noticed, but I have 800 people on my friends list, which is ridiculous. And 500 of them are dog people, and it burns mm-hmm. my ass that y'all can send me all these urgent pages and do all this stuff. <laughs> they sit behind their computer all damn night sending me dog posts that I don't post anyway. I don't put them on my page. You see that? I'll post a missing dog, but not, uh, you know, I just don't do it. Why? Why? I think, I think a lot of the people are getting lazy. Instead of going outside and conversing with their neighbor, they're, they're pushing dogs from the youth list into society And because they don't have to talk to anybody doing that. They don't have to speak to another human. They don't have to have a conversation. They don't have to have compassion for another person. It's a dog. We get them home, and everybody's good. Everybody's happy. And they go to bed feeling complete, and I don't understand that whole process.
1: Okay, i got to step in on this one because I'm one of those people that post on a regular basis. and I, <laughs> I know, you know you that are. That I, I, know I was, was going
4: on a limb. I knew it. No, that's
1: okay <laughs> because I want to tell you what kind of person I am. <laughs> I am I'm, yeah, but hold on
0: I'm not being you funny. Have, she can't possibly meet me, me and me and you because...
1: It's a very sorry. constant, Oh, I was going to say, my neighbor's know me and I know them. You were mentioning earlier that no one knows anyone's name and their mm-hmm. neighbors don't know each other. And I was sitting here thinking to myself how blessed I am that when I, I have one neighbor that calls me every morning, he calls me, Miss Cat, Miss Cat, are you doing okay today? Do you need anything today? No, honey, I sure don't. Thank you so much for checking on me. When my neighbors get sick, I take them soup. I cook for them. When they can't do, I do for them. Yet, yeah, I have I still Miss
4: Dottie next door I do that with too, yeah. Yep.
1: I still find time to balance everything, and I'm a very personable individual. I've never met a stranger. So I think it's reaching a happy balance. And all I can say to you, Karen, is
4: that if you don't <laughs> want them on your page, I would delete them. And you're laughing, but I'm being serious. Uh, and no. no, and you know what, I'm glad you're able to, to understand where I'm coming from because I love these people. These people, I love what they do. I have a rescue dog myself. I find homes for these dogs. I just don't put it on my page because my daughter calls me crying, my mother calls me crying. Oh, why do you put that sad stuff on your page? So it's just easier for me to keep them off the timeline and do it on my own time, but... I find a lot of these people when I call them, just like you were saying today, Sue. When you want people to share, when I call them and say, "There's a missing dog in your area. Amber Alerts been notified." Can you? T-? Oh no, I got other things I got to do. And then I watch them for the next four hours on their keyboard, but they won't mm-hmm. leave the house to go look for the dog that's in their neighborhood. Yep. And I don't understand that. I don't understand that type of thinking. You're, you're obviously a lot like me. We're well-rounded. That we are multifunctional. I guess. <laughs> but there are people that I've literally called in Patterson this week and said, there's a dog a block away from you got loose. Can you take a ride around? Oh, well, I'll have to see if I have time. And then I see them post 32 posts in the next two mm. hours, and they haven't left the house. It's like yep. there's like a human connection they don't want anymore, and I don't understand that.
0: Well, I, well, I must I... admit, see, with my point, I I, I can honestly say I'm, I'm obviously the radio presenter. I'm an agony ant. I'm a dog poster. I'm an animal advocate. I'm all of these different things. I, I talk to people. The one day, the other day, I was on the phone for seven hours to America. Mm-hmm. And yep. I'm trying to connect all these people. Now, do you know what? And I've got to say this, Antonio, and this goes a lot about everything we're talking about. One of the massive things that's a problem at the minute is ego. Yes. Mm-hmm. All yeah. oh, my life. You know, I've even had comments of, to me, and, and Kathy will back this up, that people mm-hmm. have been running me down behind my back. Well, she's put Ask Sue on a group. She set another group up, and she put Ask Sue. Well, mm-hmm. to all of those people, you're damn right I've put Ask Sue. I've put hours and hours and hours of, you know, searching, researching, phone calling, asking people for help advising people, you know, me and Kathy talk every single day, every mm-hmm. single, well, at least two, twice a day, mm-hmm. at, at least. Yeah. And, and we start every single morning by ringing each other and, and I give her an update where we're up to. And if I'm mm-hmm. not on, Kathy's on and we're yeah. sharing stuff all the time. and And we ask people to share our stuff, right, and they don't share. Mm. And then Kathy and That's me have phone calls every single day asking us if we could help because this, this and this has happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, you yep. and Kathy could just turn around and say, Go and stuff yourselves. You couldn't even share our post today. But, but you we don't. don't. We say, Right, how can we help? Right, mm-hmm. yep, we can do this, this, and this. And we've helped loads of people.
4: That's like me you know with this whole thing in Alabama. I've been swamped with that for two weeks. Two weeks on the phone every day, all day long.
0: Yep. Exactly. And and people have got this thing that they they just see me that I'm trying to do everything for myself. Could somebody please tell me what I have actually earned or gained Mm. except except for the, the goodness that I feel that I've helped people and saved dogs and helped society? That's what I've achieved
4: and God bless you I for that. Because I think no it's a dying breed.
0: It's not making me a roaring trade. I haven't got my brand new four by four black one. I may add that I want <laughs> on the front lawn. <laughs> I've got any of those things, and then and everybody's running me down. And, and here I am trying to help people. Yeah. And and so I find that really difficult. The people have got egos about people trying to help other people.
1: Yeah. Well, and how, that's. something.
0: How, 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 how could that um... be ego?
2: Yeah, it's something that, you know, I've dealt with as well, and it's something that I think that everyone who gets involved, um, you know, who puts themselves out there, opens themselves up to, because there are those who will, you know, support you and prop you up, those who will ignore you, and then there are those who uh, will, because they want to be on equal footing with you instead of working hard and trying to make a positive change themselves, they'll try to tear you down. And, uh, you know, there's been times when I have felt really deterred by that and I've been upset by that, but I've been lucky that other people have been able to step forward and remind me that the work that I'm doing, uh, that we're doing, is far more important than the detractors and the detractors typically have motives which are pretty petty and childish and that there's a lot more good that's coming out of it than bad. You know, so just continue forward and, and, and try and try to get through it. But I, I deal with it all the time myself as well.
0: Well, let me just say to you now, we have like an Ask Sue family, right? And all of us yeah. are very close-knit. We all try and help each other. And you are very, very, very welcome to the Ask Sue family is all I can say. You are so singing from our hymn sheet. And thank the Lord for somebody else joining us. That's all I can say. But uh, yes, I just find... It, it's just so. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I am, and you, by the sounds of it, and Kathy, uh, and obviously Karen as well, all wear our hearts on our sleeves, and that's why we do what we do. It's mm-hmm. because we want to make a difference. We want to make those changes and everything. And, and like you said, you know, you do, you do get upset, but that isn't my weakness. That is because I've got a strength in my heart that wants to make a difference. And I am asking everybody to do exactly the same. Anybody who's got a heart, please just look at what's going on in our world. Do we really want this for our grandchildren? Right. Do you mean, what's it going to be like in 10 years' time? You know, and do you know what? Those people that hurt me, my son sat next to me after I'd been in tears. And I mean, I was sobbing. Some evil. And I'm going to say the word because I even not like them to knock me down for swearing on the radio. Mm. They set up a hate page on Facebook on Christmas Day of 2012, running me down to the ground, right? And I had just done a four-hour show um, sharing the awareness about um, dogs that have been shot by the police, okay? Four mm. hours. I was exhausted, and I woke up the next morning for that. I rung Cathy up, and I was sobbing my heart out. I literally spoke to my son come in and he said are you all right and I said no Jamie I said so we set up this page right and I said but it's closed down now I mean my friends have got together and they've reported it and he said mum he said you're worth more than that and just look at it this way just look how much they've advertised you
4: oh, God bless his little soul but you mean and, yeah.
0: and, I, and I actually wrote on my Facebook after I spoke to him I sat there I thought right I went on the Facebook and I said to, to everybody, I said, do you know what, uh, you know, I would like to thank them because they just made me realize that my son's absolutely right. We are here for a purpose. And, you know, they can knock me, but they did that on the 25th of December on Christmas Day when I was enjoying my Christmas Day with my family, having mm-hmm. love and fun and attention, and they were sad trying to knock me down on Christmas Day. Because they and obviously you know didn't have a pleasant they, they,
4: day themselves.
0: Exactly, mm-hmm. and, and I just think, no, do you know what, for all of those people listening to the show, and Antonio, I stand right by the side of you, mate, and Kathy, and Karen, I stand by all of you, side by side, and for those people that say, we can't achieve, and we can't change the world, well, that's because you are just thinking like that, and you're right, you personally will never do it, but just we can. Watch us, that's right. We can. Yep. Definitely.
1: I was something too that happened yesterday regarding to what we do for animals. I went to bed last night knowing that one little dog that me and my friends all worked so hard to share was rescued last night and not only found a foster for two weeks but found an adopter who was picking him up two weeks later. So that's what I went to bed with on my mind last night, in addition to all the other things that I have going on in my life besides dealing with my computer work and the Facebook and the post and this and that. And I also have a cross-posting page set up. I don't post everything on my page because I am considerate of the people who are there who choose not to see all that. However, sometimes I think my intentions are a bit misguided because I don't really care what you have for dinner either. I don't care that you're watching a TV show. (laughs) I don't care, you know, I don't care about all that. I have my hand up. So all that BS means as much to me and offends me as much as the animal posts do to other people. So by by finding a happy medium, by having a need to, I opened my own cross-posting page. And my friends who know me, yes, they can share certain urges on my page. I have no problem with that. But what's shared to my page will be passed right on to my cross-posting page. I have a page for my cats. I post on there, so I think the the serious animal advocates who don't get caught up in the moment per se, understand that there are pages and groups set up specifically for that. Yes, see, I do
4: all mine through email, so all the rescues know to send it to my email. You know what I mean? They, there's 200 of them that know exactly where to send okay. it to. You know, so it's just it, like you said. But <clears throat> I guess my, my biggest complaint was not so much the posting part, but the fact that they'll sit there for eight hours and do that. But when you ask them to go in their backyard to see if that missing dog is out there, they can't take – I mean, they're the first one to bark on the page, but they can't take ten minutes to go outside and see if the dog might be in their backyard. Yeah. You know, it's that diff, that one step further.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, th- listen, Karen, thank you very much for calling into the show tonight. I really appreciate it. I know that we've got a couple more people that I think are going to be calling in a minute, but thank you very much for calling into the show. You guys have a good night.
4: Okay, thank you very much.
0: or bye. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.
4: Bye, well,
1: we do have some other people on the line. Do we have other callers in? I love this interaction with, the, uh, with people who I often see in the room. I see some familiar faces out there, callers folks.
0: Yes, definitely. So, Antonio, what um, are you actually putting together to try and get these people joining forces?
2: Well, with the Peaceful Streets Project, we have uh, several different things that we do with regards to direct action to try to change society. So I'm pretty active on social media, you know, and I think that has a value, but that's not where the the real change is going to happen uh, the real change is going to happen by doing direct action, getting involved with people directly, um, talking to people directly, and uh, trying to change people's views by uh, through action. And so we have a lot of cop watches. We set have cop watches where we go out and videotape the police, and we've had a lot of success in changing the behavior of the police in that way. We have Know Your Rights Trains where we teach people what their rights are, how to stand up and flex their rights, what, how to de-escalate a situation with a violent or criminal cop, and how to record them to protect them uh, in case something happens so that they can have proof of their innocence and proof of the corruption of the cops. We also have police abuse complaint departments where we take stories of people's abuse and then we post it online. And then we do other other things that are smaller, um, you know, street action, uh, protests, things like that. And then last summer we had our annual police a- accountability summit Something that we're going to do on a year-to-year basis from here on out, an annual basis, and we also have other peaceful street projects chapters popping up um, across the country. And right now, Houston, Texas, is probably our most active one, and they're just doing amazing work out there.
0: So, so how many people um, have you managed to join in, and, and like the protests and stuff? How, do you have a big response to it, or is it still building up for you? Well. I I guess the most we've ever had
2: at a protest was 100, but that was a really big deal. Um it's really hit or miss how many people we get to show up. Uh but the thing is is that even if you only have 5 people show up, you can have a huge impact and affect hundreds of thousands of people through your action. And so Uh, We encourage people to come out and organize their own activities whenever they can. And even if only three to five people show up at something that they do, that's great. Um, Our biggest cop watches have had about 40 people at them. There's been two or three cop watches where we've rolled out with uh, three or four dozen people. And so that's that's pretty powerful. But um, we'll see how things go moving forward. It's hard to keep people engaged. And it's hard. It's hard to get people to come out in the first place, and then hard, hard to keep them engaged. Uh, and so we're trying to evolve our tactics and and stay uh, edgy and continue to push the envelope with the police, so we can keep people engaged and keep people coming out.
0: Exactly. Now I. Antonio, what I'm going to say to you is, if, if ever there's um, protest or there's anything, you know, an event that you're doing, please forward it to me so we can air it on the show. But also, I'd like to obviously send you an open, open invitation to come on the show more often because you are definitely what we need. I mean, the thing is, I'm in the UK and Cathy's in in the US, but... The thing is, it's good to know people that are on the ground that are doing things like this and getting the awareness out there on foot as well. Obviously, if I could get to okay, the, yeah. the U.S. to help you, of course I would help you. But, you know, my, my way that I can do it is through the radio. And obviously, this, this show can be shared anywhere so other people can actually hear what you and the show and Kathy and all of us are doing to make a team to make an impact.
1: Antonio, are you at your computer now? Uh, do you have any links that you can share with us in the chat room? You have my complete undivided attention. You're brilliant. And having you on the show is an honor. Thank you for your time. Well,
2: well thanks. I, well, I appreciate you, that. I, I'm, not on, I'm not on chat right now, but um, the if people want to learn more
0: the about... Free, sorry, I've got the free Antonio Bueller um, pet group. I've put that link in for you.
1: Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. Here we
2: go. And then there's also the Free Antonio Beeler playlist on YouTube, something that uh, Mike Hansen Archives set up for us, and that shows uh, various videos from when I got arrested through the stuff that we were doing with the Peaceful Streets Project, and that is a great place to send people to let them very quickly come up the curve on what the story is behind the Peaceful Streets and what we've been doing.
1: I am subscribing to you right now. Thank you for giving us this information. Um, it will be utilized. Believe me, we will continue sharing all this, and any information Definitely. is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Goodness me, you have a lot of videos up there, a lot of valuable information. Both, mm-hmm. I really hope to make a note of that. Of that link that Sue just posted uh, from Antonio. Um, Again, thank you. Continue speaking. I'm I'm
0: really enjoying listening to you. <laughs> so so what events have you actually got coming up, Antonio? Is there anything that, here's your time to promote love?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, for people in Austin we have a bunch of things coming up. Uh we have um we have different flyering uh days that we go out flying. We have a cop watches set up, we have a police abuse complaint department set up. But that's all local stuff here in Austin. Um, So we have uh, a couple chip-ins on our website where we're raising money for marketing funds so we can go ahead and spread the message through uh, written uh, uh, paraphernalia and clothes and wristbands and stuff like that. Um, But the big thing that is coming up, which isn't necessarily Peaceful Streets related um, directly, but it, it is pretty relevant, is my grand jury's coming up. So the the, the prosecutor hasn't uh, gone forward with the grand jury for nearly 14 months now, and it's very rare for a grand jury not to convene, you know, in such a long period of time, especially when all the evidence and all the witnesses have long been out there. You know, it's not like they're actively engaged in, the, in an investigation. But that's supposed to happen either later this week, I mean later this month or the first week of March. And so when that happens, that'll go ahead and, reignite a lot of the media buzz and get people re and hopefully we can use that as an opportunity to educate and bring more people into the fold.
0: Excellent. Oh, do you know what? Isn't Cathy, isn't it a breath of fresh air to hear somebody that's actually on our wavelength, who's actually on the ground doing something?
1: Absolutely. And Antonio, you're so well spoken. And All of this just flows from your heart. I can tell that. And everyone has a purpose, and you have found yours, my friend. You have found yours. And, and, you know, you may see it directly or indirectly, but you are saving lives, and you are bringing about awareness in in a huge way. I can't wait to tonight when I have complete privacy in my home and quiet, and I can watch these videos. I know what I'll be thinking about when I go to bed tonight. (laughs) You know, I,
0: I can see you just saying bye now. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it is.
1: It, it's very nice to, like you just said, to find someone that's walking the walk, and that's what it's all about, walking the walk. Exactly. Making it happen. And Antonio, I have a sign that I put on my Facebook page a lot, and it says, "There are those people who watch things happen. There are people. Hold on. There are people who make things happen. There are people who watch things happen, and there are people who wonder what happened." And you, my friend, are definitely someone who makes things happen. So my hat's off to
0: you. Thank you. Definitely. So, Antonio, for those people are thinking, well, okay, we've listened to the show, what can you suggest that people can do now to start making a difference? You know, they're sat in their area thinking, you know, well, I'm in this town. Um, I'm not near to where Antonio is. What can they actually do? What can they do to sort of help you but also help their area? Well, they can start
2: a peaceful streets project where they are, and that's probably the most important thing that they can do and Once they start a peaceful streets project in their area, they can start doing the cop watches, the know your rights trains, the police abuse complaint departments, and that will enable them to directly help protect and serve their community and help fight back against the police state where where they live and in doing so they will also be helping out the national movement because once we have people in all the cities you know, and all the towns in America who are actively participating in this that is when the the system fails that is when the government loses its legitimacy and and they can't simply uh Pull the wool over our eyes by throwing propaganda uh, rhetoric at us, and people will see what what is going on. They will see the harm that the police do to us, um, you know, as a society, and they will be able to reject it, and then they'll be able to run them out. Um, they'll be able to just simply opt out of the system. So that that's the most important thing. If they can do that, that'd be fabulous, you know. But if you can't do that, and you know, you just don't have the time in your life to to take on that type of a burden. Uh that's fine. If they could just uh like the Facebook page for Antonio Beeler, like the uh Peaceful Streets Project Facebook page, share the videos, um, spread the message, then hopefully other people will be able to see that and step up uh step forward and then step up and, and launch their own initiative.
0: I I must admit I've just found your Peaceful Streets um project and I've just shared that and I must admit I haven't found that myself, so uh, that's a good one. <laughs> so how many peaceful streets groups have you got in America then? Yeah,
2: that's hard to answer because there are people who said that they're doing it and they may have even set up a website, Um, but, you know, to see them actually going out and doing the type of really aggressive, consistent, uh, direct action um, is, is a little more difficult. Right now, I would have to say that Houston, Texas is probably our best chapter. They're, they're the ones who are doing the most. They're doing cop watches. They're doing Know your rights trains. They uh, they 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 found their way into a, uh into the Houston Martin Luther King par- uh, Day parade and and spread the message to that. And so we're, we're really appreciative of what they're doing. And uh, Austin, where I am, obviously we uh, continue to do a lot of activism. And uh, Dallas Fort Worth has been active um, to a lesser extent. Um, Manchester New Hampshire has it uh they're working in uh in a lot of the cop block people are doing that as well um so uh, hopefully by the end of this year we have a pretty good, uh good presence and a pretty big footprint across the United States you know but we've only been around the peace streets project only we had our our summit, which was really the big kickoff last july so it's it's been less than uh nine months and uh we we've, we've made great progress
0: absolute excellent Uh, you know fair dues I I must admit I I very quickly spoke to you on the phone very quickly emailed you but I can honestly say like Cathy's already said you've absolutely blown me away and thank goodness we've got people like you about because this is where we've got to go people you know it's it's all right talking about it you know we are so quick to blame society for everything oh society did this society did that but who is the society? It's all of us. And it's all of us that's got to stand together and make a change. And it's no good saying, well, oh, it's all right, because Antonio's doing that area, so we don't need to do that. Or uh, somebody else will do this area, because I- I'm not this – every single one of you can be part of a team, and we can make such a massive difference. Antonio, it- you have just blown me away. Um, Thank goodness I found you. Thank goodness that you're actually starting to do things and achieving things and inspiring people to join forces together. It's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Please... Please, please keep in touch with us. Okay, any events that you want us to share, by all means, email them to me, and I'll put them straight onto the wall. Um, and I do want to speak to you after the show, um, probably tomorrow, and we'll see if we can do something together to, you know, to do other shows after this as well. Okay,
1: and, great, Antonio. I have been a little quiet in the past few minutes because I have many people on my page that you are their cup of tea, and I'm sharing your piece. Your Peace streets, and I'm sharing your group page. I'm sharing all this information about you because we need to get the word out and get you support, get people behind you. Um, You you are a mover and a shaker, and you are acting on behalf of a powerful cause. Um, Peace be with you, and uh, believe me, you've had my undivided attention and my support. I'll be looking forward to updates on your page too. And, um, again, Definitely. like I said, I'm sharing all this. And, and, and after we all get off the radio show, I'm sure Sue and I'll be speaking tonight, and I'll catch up with all the other links and touch that I don't have. But, Antonio, again, thank you. Thank you for one of the most interesting and informative shows that I have ever participated in. Thank you so much.
0: Definitely. Thank you. And, and also, I just want to tell everybody that's in the chat and you're looking at these links thinking, I can't keep up with all of these don't worry, I'm going to put every single link that we put in the chat room, it will be on the Ask Sue Show network straight after the show, so all of you can join the groups and the pages, go and say hello to Antonio, and and if there's anything that you can offer of help, services, whatever it may be, please get in touch with him, I know that obviously any help will be totally accepted.
1: (laughs) Absolutely
0: so antonio um is have you got an email that anybody can get in touch with you as well sure they can contact me at antonio at BeelerEd.com.
2: dot com so it's Antonio at b u e h l e r e d dot com com
1: e d e d dot that's correct all right antonio wonderful thank you so much
0: Excellent. Well, Antonio, thank you very much for um, joining us on the show, and uh, I will speak to you in the next few days about organizing another show very, very soon. Thank you so much for joining us tonight.
2: Thank you. My pleasure.
0: Thank you okay, again. Okay, look after yourself and uh, keep in touch. All right. Thank Bye-bye, you. Antonio. Thank All you. Right, bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. I think we've what just a- found ourselves an angel.
1: I know, what a fascinating young man, and so well-spoken, and so collected, co- cool, calm, and collected. Again, he's passionate about this, and his passion is in his actions. I mean, he has organized so much and brought so much to help all of us. We would be wrong not to support him, considering that we all stand for the same thing. uh um, Absolutely. Thank you, Sue, for finding him and for getting him on the show. That was a home run, girl. Home run. Oh,
0: coaching. <laughs> oh, it's, do you know what? it's just like breath of fresh air. That's all I can say, especially after the day that me and you have had today. Honestly, my, my well, head was physically hurting earlier. And I know you were not feeling too good either. I'm just going <laughs> to say to everybody, right, I'm always telling everybody, or asking, sorry, or yeah, telling, but a bit of both, people to share the links, right? And, and I always say to Kathy, listen, I have to watch these videos, even though it upsets me, even though it's heart-wrenching at times, I have to watch them because I can't expect other people to watch or share them if I'm not prepared to do it myself. And I can honestly say, some days it makes me well, pretty well ill because it's like negativity. I mean, I'm spiritual. I, I want to get that spiritual, spirituality out there. I want to share the love and everything. I'm, I want to get this, these links out there. But it's, it's heart-wrenching. And, and people say to me, how can you watch them? I, I just think I only have to share the links. I'm only watching what's in those videos.
4: What wow. about those
0: people, those animals, those children that are actually feeling it? I didn't ask you to feel the pain. I asked you to share it. Is is That's that awesome. really, really, really so difficult? Even if you do not watch the video, okay, just share it onto your page and just put a bit of a warning on it. You know, say it's, it may be, may be graphic. Maybe it's say that it's an animal being abused and you want to show it, or it's a child, it's whatever. Share it. Put a warning on it. But just share it because one of your friends may be one of those people that can actually make that difference. Don't choose for your friends if they want to see it. Give them the chance to see it. I, I get really upset by the times that myself, Kathy and the other admin on the Ask Sue, Show, Ask Sue Radio Show Network share take the time to share those links into that page. They take their time. They share... They they put meaning into the post. And then I see 29 people have looked at it, and nobody even shared it. But they pressed the button to like it. I get, like sir, it. Can I add something here?
1: Yeah. I, I don't want to interrupt you, but what you're talking about is it, it's a parallel to what I mentioned earlier about, you know, you don't have to share it on your own page if you don't want to. But please, find a group or another page where others can be enlightened by the information because not all people are afraid to share it. Not all people. In fact, like people like Sue and I, Sue and me, we look forward. We look for things like this to share with people. So, you know, send it by private message. If you think someone can benefit from it, send it to a group or a page, if it's animal cross-posting, find a good cross-posting page. Sue has them. I have them. You know, you can do something. There, there's a way. If there's a will, there's a way. And that's and, all we ask. Just find a way to share it, please.
0: And, and for those people that really don't want to do stuff on their own page, there is an answer. Mm-hmm. I, am, I have not got an issue with adding people as admin on my page. If you go as an admin on my page, nobody can see even who you are. There's your answer. You don't even have to put it on your page. You can actually share things and, and use it as an ad, the admin on the Asu Show network page and literally be able to post it there. There isn't an excuse anymore. Now... Very quickly, I just want to say to people, we've got two minutes till the end of this show. We're having a half an hour break, and then we're going into the next show. The next show is about dogs being shot by the police. Now, we've obviously gone through the shows where we have shown the awareness. We've had people on about their dogs shot by police. But now it's the time to change. This is where we want to move positively, to move forward, to get people on the show that want to help to make a difference. This is where we say enough's enough and where we are putting training together for the police to be shown what they can do to have training to literally see what the canine response is. So when there's a dog coming towards them, they will be able to see if it is actually where they will um, literally, if they're going to come and lick them to death or if it's the other way. So please um, get yourselves a cup of tea, get a coffee, got a drink, a pop, whatever. Get yourself comfortable, and we'll be back here in just about half an hour. And uh, I will leave the chat room open so you can uh, share links if you've got a page, if you've got a group, whatever. Share it into the chat, and uh, we will be back in just um, about half an hour. So, but please, you will have to. So, sorry, you will have to sign back into Blog Talk Radio to do it. So that's why I've done the half an hour. So get yourselves a drink, get yourself something to eat, and be back here in about half an hour. Is that okay with you as well, Kathy? Absolutely, absolutely.
1: We have a lot of videos to share I- and a lot of information.
0: Excellent. And any, um, anything you want to put in the chat, Kathy and everybody, please put it into the chat room. It will be absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Um, Kathy, thank you very yes. much for joining this part of the show. Are you okay to come into the second part? Absolutely, I
1: am. I've got my my Rolaids and my my Tylenol and my water. I'm good.
0: I'm good. Excellent. Well, listen, everybody, we'll be back in about half an hour. Please stay in the chat room, and uh, you can join us. Post any pages, anything of awareness, please post in there. And myself and Kathy will be talking in there as well. So we'll be back in just about half an hour, and thank you very much for joining the show. Catch you in a bit. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.